is beautiful. It's the missing puzzle piece of my soul. How many times can I look into the sky and know that the stars are aligned? And I can find the Big Dipper, but when I look into the skies at night, I can't find you, my love. I've tried to find you in Orion's belt. I've followed the path of love, illuminated by the brightness of the North Star. How far do I have to travel until I can rest my soul in your loving arms? How long do I have to wait until I can gaze upon your elegance for the rest of my life? Every night, I write a new verbal masterpiece about love, a willing to accept society's definition of what love should be. We are destined to be together just like the land and ocean. I want you to be free just like the air that we breathe. Let's plant a seed together. Let's nourish it, nurture it, and watch it grow into the love that we need. Love. Welcome to BitFriends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. BitFriends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Molino. For more information, you can visit us at www.bitfriends.org. You can also call us at 844-374-3639. Again, that is 844-374-3639. BitFriends Podcast is sponsored by My Vitiligo Team. Welcome to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. So today is our final relationship panel for 2022. We'll talk about 2023 in a future time, you know. But I would like to go ahead and welcome my guests. I have Darius. Welcome, Darius. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome, Millicent. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Smith, James and Tanya. Hi, everyone. Hey, how's everyone doing? Welcome, April. Hello. And welcome, Stephanie. Hi, y'all. Hi, (laughs) y'all. Look, and for today's show, we're going to let Stephanie kind of take the reins and and guide us through uh, our relationship discussion. And then we will all give our input Um, for our listeners. You know, we've been doing this relationship uh, podcast for, for about a year or so. And just, you know, we've talked about quite a few different things. And we want to wrap things up for this year. But as always, anything we put out there, you know, we're going to have differences of opinions, but we want to respect everybody's opinion, everybody's experience, and also give, hopefully give you some tools that you can use for your next relationship or in your marriage or in your friendship or whatever ship you got, you know, hopefully we'll give you some tools that will help you out. So Stephanie, if you're ready, I'll throw it over to you. I am ready. All right. Whenever I am, when I have an audience of people, I always like to do a check-in because sometimes we go from work to school to being a mom or being a husband or being a whatever, and we don't take time to check in with ourselves. So we're going to do a quick check-in on a scale of one to 10. How are you doing? One is horrible. 10 is wonderful. And then I want you to answer the question, what did you do for yourself today? So I will go first, and then I'm going to call someone's name. When it's your turn, you go, and then you call someone's name. So I'm checking in at about a nine. I was at a 10 until I got into traffic. So I'm at a nine. And what did I do for myself today? I I added turmeric and cinnamon 
to my tea and that's mm. good for you. So that's what I did for myself today. And I will call on Millicent. Um, I'm at a five. And what I did for myself today, instead of honestly grabbing a glass of wine, I grab me some lemon water and put some frozen grapes in it. And <laughs> it's just as refreshing. So that's what I did for myself today. Good. And you can call on anybody. Um, Darius. Hey, good evening. I would say I'm about an eight and a half right now. Um, what I will be doing for myself is going to the gym after this show. Um, this is normally the time that I'm in the gym, but I had to make this sacrifice for this show. So, um, yeah, there you go. Call on someone. Oh, um, let's go with um, the Smiths. Okay. Uh, I'm at about a about an eight, 8.3 maybe. <laughs> and uh, what I did for myself, uh, I'm a teacher, so I left at three o'clock today. That's what I did for myself. <laughs> Normally it's a little later, so when the clock hit three, I think I was burning rubber today, so yeah. <laughs> um, I'm at a nine, and what I did for myself today was eat lunch at work, and I enjoyed it. That's a luxury. And I'm, I'm a principal, so my a lot of my time doesn't belong to me. Yeah, I bet. And so I'm going to pass it over to April. Oh, um, I am probably at a four right now. I'm really low energy. I've been a lot of screen time today. Mm -hmm. um, I took a walk today. That's what I did for myself. I did get away a little bit, so that helped me a little bit. So, but um, I'm going to do some dancing after I get off of here. I'm going to do oh. some movement, mm -hmm. which is going to help me uh, kind of disconnect from the screen. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Mark. All right. Yeah, I'm the last one. All right. Um, <laughs> wow. Where Where am I? I've been all over the place today. I, I've been up, down, left, right. But I, I think at this moment, I'm at a, f I'm going to give it a six. Um, and what I did for myself, I came home and I shared it with you guys. I got on my laptop. I wrote a poem. I put it to music and I was vibing to it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good now. And that's why I shared it to you all. I was like, yeah, I feel good now. I needed that. I needed, I needed a way to express myself because work is crazy. Mm -hmm. It is really crazy. Awesome. And, before, and before Stephanie starts, for anybody out there listening, if you are an educator, we're going to pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to pray yes, for you because um, something's happening out in the atmosphere. I don't know what's going on. Thanos snapped or something. And <laughs> the, the kids are... Just out there. The children it's... of the corn. Let me put it that way. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a unique experience right now, and I'm like, oh, come on now. I experienced this before COVID. We don't need this. <laughs> so, but we're gonna make it through. On that note, let's talk about some relationship stuff. Let's let's go to Stephanie. All right. So, checking in is something you can do with your partner. It's also something you can do with yourself. Like, how many of you knew you were at a four, or you? were 
at an eight earlier and now you're at a 10 or lower. So it's important to check in with yourself so you know how you're doing, but also it's for other people too, right? So um, as partners, when you check in with one another at the end of the day, what do we usually say? How was your day, right? Mm-hmm. How was your day is a closed ended question because your options are horrible, wonderful. I don't want to talk about it. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, in communication, uh, open-ended questions are better for communication. It allows the other person the opportunity to say more than what's at the tip of their tongue. It gives them the opportunity to expound upon whatever they want to say. So let's try an open-ended question for how was your day? Does anybody have an example? I can give you one and then I want somebody else to give me one, okay? So, what did you find challenging today at work? Going to work. (laughs) (laughs) Or what was the highlight of your day? So it gives the person a chance to think like we just did, reflect, and then respond. So it allows that communication between couples. So I am a licensed counselor in the state of Texas. I work with families and I work with couples. I work with children. I work with individuals. Um, I have been trying to have these conversations with couples, most brown, black, indigenous, it really doesn't matter, but couples about communication. And I'm finding that basic communication is missing. Just basic communication, right? So most of us talk and then we listen, but we listen to do what? Respond. We listen to respond. So active listening is when you are paying attention um, eye contact, nonverbal, like nodding or, you know, you know, expressing yourself. Um, and then reflections are you say back to the other person what they said to you so they know you were listening. And it sounds simple, but we have one couple here, so they're going to be our guinea pigs today. <laughs> no. Each one of you will have one minute to talk. So you're going to turn to your partner. You're going to do the eye contact, nonverbal. You are going to talk for one straight minute. The other person is only going to listen. You're not listening to respond. You're listening to understand. And then when you're done listening, I'm going to ask you, what did the person say? All right. So I usually do this for like five minutes. We don't have that much time. One minute, you will be surprised how long one minute feels like when you have your partner's undivided attention. Now, I want to make sure we know when we talk about relationships that we're not only talking about romantic relationships because family is a relationship, work is a relationship, homeboy, homegirl, is a relationship, they're all relationships. So communication is important in all relationships. 
All right. So who wants to go first? And I need tell me your first name again. Tanya. <laughs> Tanya, you guys yes. face each other. I know the Deja audience can see, but we can face each other. And Tanya, I'm going to tell you when to go. And your partner is going to listen to you just to understand what you're saying. You can talk about anything. You can talk about the weather. You can talk about what you have for breakfast. Anything. You can talk about something you've been wanting to say. We may not have time to, you know, process it, but just putting it out there. All right. So, Tanya, you will go first. And when I say go, go. Okay. Today was a wonderful day at work. Our kids started their exams at James Front. When they came back from their college classes, they came to my office and they were so excited because they were sharing their grades. And you know how I am about um, a standard of excellence in, in nurturing students. And it was just great that they came in and they trusted me enough to want to have that conversation. Um, so that was just good. And um, I had a couple of kids that just came and sat in my office as if I didn't have anything else to do. You know how they, they go, James. They'll say, are you busy? And I'll say, yes, I am. But how can I help you? Um, and that was good. Um, so after talking to a couple of kids, I had a few meetings, as you know. Um, checked on Morgan four times. She was upset because I didn't let her sleep. Um, had a couple more meetings after um, after school, but they were very productive because you know it's the end of the school year. Got a couple of um, activities planned for next week since we're getting ready to end the semester and start and start our high school exams. But the kids were wonderful. Um, went to Morgan's game. Maya's game. The cheerleaders were good. I sat beside. I sat behind them. This you got time. five seconds. Five seconds. And um, the, and her team won. So and then went to Jaden's practice, and he's the point guard. Did I tell you that? He's the point guard. <laughs> All right, that was one minute. Whoa. And James, what did your partner tell you? What did you hear? Um, I heard the fact that her day started off with the exams and the kids taking the exams. I'm sorry. Oh, turn to her and tell her. Oh, what, oh, 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 what okay. You heard. okay. So uh, you said. Okay, yeah, you said that the kids started off the day taking exams. Mm -hmm. um, you were excited that the kids came back and told you how well they did and they were excited. Mm -hmm. um, you also said how, you know, when the kids come to your office, you know, you're nurturing and everything. Mm -hmm. Even though you don't have time, you still take time uh, to listen to them. And then after which you said that you checked on Morgan four times. <laughs> um, and she said she was fine and Morgan was upset because you didn't let her sleep. Is fine, and then you said afterwards that you went to um, Maya's basketball game and that her coaches or her cheerleaders did very well. Mm -hmm. And after that, you went and took Jaden to basketball practice. That he's doing well, running the point guard. Mm -hmm. And then she said, "There's five seconds left." Mm -hmm. And then you said something else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, tell me, how was it to? talk and know the other person's listening to you. So Tanya, how was that? Um I, I think it's a it's a positive attribute to have when you know how to listen. Mm -hmm. Because then it makes you feel like your conversation is validated and that the person 
that the person is interested in what happened in your day. So the attentiveness is evident. Okay. And James, how was it to listen and not be able to respond? Uh, tough, especially when you talk about Morgan and Jay. Now, see what you mean. Morgan was upset. So that was tough. That's our baby girl. So that was tough. And uh, but a lot of times I'll listen and I'll interject a little bit, and I'll listen a lot because she has a lot going on during the day. So I just kind of uh, turn the record receptors on. Mm-hmm. And filtering what she has to say. Good, good. Now talking so this, back for a whole minute, that's a little different. That's, that's a little yeah, different. it's a whole minute. And imagine uh, being in like a couple session and you have five minutes to talk. And wow. the other person has to listen for five minutes. Yeah. Right? So this is something you guys can practice. <laughs> you can practice this with um, at home. Um, set your timer on your phone and say three minutes go. And when you're listening, you are listening to understand, not to respond. And then you switch. Mm-hmm. All right. So when you say back to her what she said, that's called a reflection. You said blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. You can say exactly what she said, which is what you did. Or you can say, kind of summarize it, or you can even apply an emotion to it. Like, Sounds like you were excited about the basketball game or sounds like you had a bad day. Sounds like you're tired. Sounds like you're worried, right? So that's using communication, but also using your relating to the other person and their emotions. So that's communication 101, active listening and reflection, right? There's more. Uh When (laughs) When you're talking to someone, not just couples, a uh, coworker, your mom, sister, brother, best friend. What you say and how you say it is very important. Mm-hmm. So you can say a direct request. And for some reason, women are oftentimes um, labeled as being passive aggressive because we don't ask for what we want, right? Like, Maybe could you possibly, or I just want, we minimize what we want, right? So a direct request is something you want. I would like for you to put the dishes away after dinner. Direct request. I would like for you to call me if you're not going to be home at seven. Direct request. Everybody got that? Mm -hmm. Direct request. You are allowed to ask for what you want. If you're in a relationship and it's a healthy relationship, your partner wants you to ask for what you want. All right. They don't want to guess because they might get it wrong. The other one, that's a direct request. The other one is an impact statement. You are letting them know that something they did had an impact on you. It could be a positive or a negative. When you... When you called me and asked me how my day was, it really made me feel good, right? You called, made me feel good. Direct impact. When you take off your clothes and throw them on the floor and not in the hamper, I have to pick it up. I have to do your laundry. 
and I'm tired. Your action, the impact on me, right? So what was the first one that I talked about? A direct request. Direct request. The other one was an impact statement. Now, all of these communication tools are for healthy communication. We don't normally do this now, right? Because some of you are looking at me like, it's like foreign, right? But imagine if you said to your partner, when you did this, it made me feel this way, as opposed to saying, you are always late, or you are always putting your clothes on the floor, or you are always this and that, and they become what? Defensive. That's a bite. <laughs> Defensive. So I'm trying to give you guys some little like communication like tidbits in the, the time that we have here. Right, right. Absolutely. All right. Noble intent. Noble intent is exactly what that says. Most people do not wake up saying, I'm going to be a horrible person today. <laughs> Nobody wakes up and says, I'm going to mess up Mark's morning. Oh, you sure? <laughs> <laughs> or I'm going to really, really, really give uh, James a hard time. Right. And, you know, he's going to end up cursing me out. Right. That's my goal. Nobody does that. But our actions can still have a negative impact on people. Absolutely. So the noble intent is what you mean to do or the behavior is serving this purpose. And at the same time, it can have a negative effect on the other person. I'm going to give you an extreme example. Um, drinking too much. So alcohol, right? You go out with your buddies or with your girlfriends to brunch and you drink too much, right? So you go back home, you you drank to have a good time, maybe. Maybe you drank to relax. Maybe you drank to forget something that's really, really bothering you, right? So that behavior served a purpose for you. You did not mean to harm anybody. But... Your partner wanted to have a conversation when you got home, and now you're too tipsy, and they can't talk to you. So th the intent was to have fun, forget your problems, relax. Mm -hmm. A negative consequence was now you're not your your partner's mad at you. Do you guys see how this can apply to relationship issues? Yes, yeah. definitely. <laughs> I'm going to go real extreme. Uh -oh. Cheating. Cheating in a relationship. Being unfaithful. Most people think that someone's unfaithful to hurt you. Like, you just did that to hurt me. Why did you do that? Why did you hurt me? Right? Maybe. Now, this is not excusing the behavior at all. It's Sorry. just giving kind of a why they did it. Right? Maybe they were feeling insecure. Maybe they were lonely. Maybe they wanted to forget what's going on at home, right? We're not excusing it, saying, oh, it's okay. They just wanted to forget what's going on at home. But when you think about 
why they did it, it doesn't become as personal attack on you. It wasn't to hurt me. It wasn't to harm me. It did hurt me and it did harm me. So now we need to talk about it. That's where those, you know, direct impact stuff comes in, right? So think about that. And not only in romantic relationships, parents, maybe your parent was not there for you growing up. Maybe, maybe they couldn't be there for you. Maybe they had to work a lot. Maybe that's all they know is to be a provider and not be there for you emotionally. We're not excusing it, mm-hmm. but it makes it like they, did, they didn't hate me. It's not that they didn't want to be around me. They wanted to be a provider. It impacted me in a negative way. Now I have, you know, maybe now I have attachment issues or I'm insecure. Maybe I need to go to therapy, right? Because my parents weren't there. But think about that the next time you're having an argument with your partner, the noble intent. All right. Can I I ask something, Stephanie? Yeah. Um, Because I I think about that sometimes, even with the students we deal with. Mm -hmm. So although we're talking about relationships, but those are relationships. But like you said, not romantic. Sometimes they would do things out of frustration. Mm-hmm. Not related to the individual, but maybe mm-hmm. towards the work they're doing or yep. something that happened at home. Oh, yeah. You're hungry. All these different factors. Mm-hmm. They impact them and they act out. Because you could ask them sometimes why. And they, they really don't know why they did. No. And then when you start to dig deeper, you find out there was something else that triggered that. Mm-hmm. And, and I do feel like even as adults, we're the same way, you know. Yeah. You mentioned two things, and I kind of wrote down some notes. When you talk about somebody who is uh, unfaithful, um, a lot of times we just feel like, oh, that person's just a cheater. They just do this. And we understand that action hurts the other mm-hmm. person, but it's not always about the other person. There is something missing. And part of that could be, and I'm not, for our listeners, I'm not saying it's okay to cheat or anything like that. But something could be missing, such as communication. Yeah. You know, when you don't talk to your partner, somebody else will. When you're not listening to the person you, you're with, somebody else will. And mm-hmm. a lot of times when that other ear is there, that's where the person goes, whoever is going to listen. Mm-hmm. And it is unfortunate the results of that sometimes, not all the time, could turn into um an affair or an emotional connection to somebody else and not the person you're with. Understanding. Sometimes people just need understanding and to be heard. Right, right. And to feel present. You know, you want to be, I I think you mentioned lonely, being lonely. We don't think about that. You have people that are in relationships, but they're lonely Mm -hmm. because they're not giving their time and attention. And it could be different reasons. Maybe work, your schedules don't Mm -hmm. match. You know, you work first shift, they work third shift, whatever shift, and you never see each other. Or you don't go out because you're too tired or uh, you have different interests. And, you know, the worst thing is to be in a relationship or marriage and feel like I don't have anybody. I'm by myself. And unfortunately, what we do as people, we find somebody who's going to fill that void. 
And when they do it, it can cause other issues. It can disrupt your marriage, your relationship, your friendships, or whatever. But that person's fulfilling something that's that's missing. Mm -hmm. and, I agree. And sometimes it could be that <clears throat> you shut down or the person will shut down um, because they've tried communicating. They have experience with this individual um, with trying to express themselves to them. And the result or the reaction from the other person is always sort of negative or they, um, you know, would do, um, you know, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, yeah, but basically the, their response to you is not positive, right. you know? Mm -hmm. And so that also could be a reason a person will shut down, stop communicating with you. And then as you guys have already alluded to, they find someone else that will mm -hmm. respond mm -hmm. to them. And so... There you have it. Gaslighting, that was what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and the good thing, you gave us some tools that we can use to help us, you know, mm -hmm. but you have to be willing to use those tools, you know, to be mm -hmm. able to listen to your partner for a minute. Five minutes might be a little, a little long, but for mm -hmm. a minute at least, start <laughs> off at a minute. <laughs> you can start and, off with a minute. Right, right, right. And be able to be in tune with each other, you know, and, and be, when we talk about mindfulness, you're there with that person, and that's it. No other distractions, and you know, and hopefully that will bring you two closer. You know, yeah, yeah. Stephanie, you mentioned something earlier about. Um, I think you mentioned passive aggressive. You mentioned you made a comment something about most women are like that, or no, they you think. Would you say anything? No, she was saying that people people think, say yeah, most women yeah, are yeah don't I say what they like. Right, right. Now that's that's something um, uh, that kind of irks me. I have to I hate to say that. I mean, when I'm asking you a question, one thing that really kind of turns around. Well, I don't know. You know, maybe I don't. You know, I just I'll be like, give me a yes or no. <laughs> because, well, let me ask you this, Millie. Millie, Millie, right? Yeah. Thinking about that noble intent. Nobody is trying to piss you off. Right. right. Why would a person say, I don't know, when you ask them what they want or you ask them something, what would what would be the purpose of them saying, I don't know? I think, you know what, I think because and I'm, I'm a, we, we talk about relationships and it, mm -hmm. it, has, it can be about siblings or a child, your, your parent, whatever. My son, he's been doing this for years. My brother does the same thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, he reminds me of his uncle, you know. And I say, nigga, give me a yes or mm -hmm. no. If I ask him a certain, like, he's about to go to school. Did you mm -hmm. do this? Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll do it. Did you do it? Yes or no. <laughs> you know, that's the type, that's the kind of person. I just want a direct, give me a direct yes or no. And you, know, that, you did it or you didn't do it. And think of the possibilities. You may not know the answer because you can mm -hmm. say, well, why didn't you answer me? Right. Mm -hmm. Or in your head, you can go, maybe they don't want to hurt my feelings. Maybe they're scared to tell me how they really feel. Maybe they're trying to preserve the relationship, mm -hmm. right? So when you think about it that way, my son says he doesn't know because he's trying to keep our relationship healthy. Mm -hmm. Then your reaction to him is going to be totally different. Yeah. You won't get upset. You won't get angry. Then you guys can talk about ways he can answer you without, you know, damaging the relationship. Yeah, I, I just, go ahead, Mark. No, I'm sorry, Millie. Go ahead. 
No, I was saying because he's done it so many years, you know, he's in his late 20s. And, you know, I, I, I gave an example. I gave him an example. Mm-hmm. I said, let me give you an example. I said, if you were in a job interview and the boss said, well, tell me why I should hire you for this position. Well, I don't know. You know, I got the ears. And, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I did. I said, no. You say, um, oh, I've got this and that experience and this and I've been doing this and this. You give them a direct answer. Right. Don't fade off into the, you know, and I think I, 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 I don't know. Am I too hard? Well, I mean, am I being hard? Well, I mean, I it, it could be, it could be, it could have absolutely nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. It could be what he's saying inside his head. If right. I say this, they may not hire me. If I say mm-hmm. this, my mom will be mad at me. If I say <laughs> this, I might look stupid. Like mm-hmm. all of this, that's like, that's another DBT is what we call it, where what, what you think, what you say, how you feel, mm-hmm. all of that plays out right in front of your very eyes. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, there's some people, they don't know anything. I'm sorry. Right. You can ask <laughs> a question and when they say, I'm, okay, let me back it up. At school, <clears throat> child did something. Why did you do that? I don't know. And honestly, what once I realized, they don't know. They just did it. They, it was an impulse, you know. Mm-hmm. They just reacted to whatever situation, but they didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, even as adults, we do that. We react, but mm-hmm. we don't think about the consequences. We don't think about how it's going to affect somebody else or, mm-hmm. you know, how it's going to impact me in the future. Because, you know, think about for every reaction, there's a there's a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. consequence to it. And whatever we do, we just do it. And you're like, why? You know, you look at the news every day. You see somebody do something why? like, yeah. why? Yeah. But why did you? Right. And, and sometimes you hear them, you hear people say, I don't know. I just did it. I just did it. You know, and it's like, seriously? But for some of us, we we need we need an answer. Logic tells us there has to be a reason why. There <laughs> has to be even in a situation where where if somebody cheats on us, we want to know why. Right. We really don't want to know why. We don't want right. to know details, but we right. do want to know why why did you do mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're like, don't know, you know, and you're like, no, you do know, because I think you know. we they know, know they know why they did it. <laughs> right. They don't want to hurt us. Right. And we mm-hmm. know why they did it sometimes, right. mm-hmm. but we don't want to admit that we know why. You know, we yeah. don't want to admit those things. Um Mark, you know, I can tell you. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. I I don't I think that everyone who does something knows why they do it because you have to make a choice to do it or not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's children, whether mm-hmm. you know, it's adult, whether someone's cheating, whether someone's doing whatever, you have to make a choice to do it or not do it. So I think you do know why, because then you have to decide. But you don't want to say why. So Robert, you don't want to say why. Every behavior it's serves the consequences. Every behavior serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. If, if it didn't, you wouldn't do it. Right. Why did you eat that chocolate? Because right. it tastes good. Mm-hmm. Why did you come in late this morning? Because I took my time and wanted to watch TV, right? I didn't mm-hmm. want to be here. So everything you do serves a purpose. Now, sharing that purpose is another story. Yeah. I, I mean, kids especially, all of their behavior serves a purpose because they are very, like, behavior-driven and self-serving, right? Um, hit punching another kid, 
what purpose did that serve? Well, one, I could I could have been afraid, so I was protecting myself, or uh, I wanted to show them I'm I'm the boss, right? So, Stephanie, I got a is is that why is that why the little boy hit Mark in the face? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he yeah. Show, well, who's the boss? That was well, probably fear. Maybe that was fear. I don't know. I don't know. That was not fear. That was, that, was, that, was show, that, that was showing me. I, look, I'm a little little thirty pound five year old, and I'm just gonna punch you in your face. <laughs> but but for all we know, maybe at home. Yeah. That's how things are handled. Right. right? Or maybe I am so scared of, of what you are about to say to me, what you're about to do to me. I'm scared. I'm nervous. That's energy. And it comes out as I'm going to punch you in the face. Well, maybe he was. And that's what I was going to say earlier, um, that sometimes the person's response, like their behavior, isn't always known by choice. Now, I'm not talking about adults. But but for, for younger people, um, because it's behavior that they've seen somewhere else. And so they do what they've seen. Right. And they don't know why. Right. Well, so in other words, they're not going to give you the answer. Well, they may not give you the answer of, well, I saw my daddy do it. You know, it's just, I don't know what, I just did it. Because it's something that they've learned by seeing someone else do it for a while. So they do it, mm-hmm. you know. And, and um, even as adults, we we follow by example, you know, as we get mm-hmm. older, you know, things we've seen in our family, things we've seen on TV, things we've watched, they get into us and we tend to act out some of those things. It's still a choice. Yes. But, you know, some and I hate to say it, some things we watch videos, you go on YouTube, you see all this stuff, whatever, TikTok, whatever, and you see people do things and they get a certain response. Yeah. You have some people that feel like. They can do it. I can do it. I can get that same response, whether you mm-hmm. get it or not. Um, mm-hmm. And it's fulfilling in some way. Right. I wanted to, I wanted to mention something else, Stephanie. You, you talked about when you had um, James and um, I forgive me, I forgot your first. What's your first name? Wait. Tandy. When you had uh, her talk and then listen, um, I had to do a workshop. I did a, a workshop, and that was part of the. Um, training and all that stuff. And actually, I had to look at myself and say, you know, Millie, you do that. I had a habit of interrupting people. When mm-hmm. somebody telling me something, I don't let them feel. I used to, I used to say, oh, yeah. because some, And I used to do that. And I had to say, I had to actually tell myself, I said, Millie, you do that a lot. I know that mm-hmm. I started noticing I did that a lot when people were talking to me. Mm-hmm. But now I don't do that as much. You know, I catch myself. I sit mm-hmm. there and I listen to their story. Till they're finished, you know, and that that behavior served a purpose that yeah. one time. Yeah. Either getting your point across, or maybe you're just so so excited about what you have to say mm-hmm. um, that you kind of blurt out something, right? But I felt kind of bad because it felt like I knew I was interrupting their story. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. I said, Millie, you was interrupting people's stories, and I, and I said. I can't do that no more because I don't want them to think that I don't have that listening ear that I'm not sitting there listening to their story. So yeah. I just kind of like train myself. I just wait till people just finish their story and listen. And, you know, even if they say, well, what do you think, Millie? Then I give my opinion. Mm-hmm. Or I just wait till they're finished. They don't say anything. Or I say, 
So it sounds like you're saying so and so and so and so, you know. So I do that now. Reflecting. Yeah. Yeah, I had to catch myself because I used to do that and I was like, that wasn't good. That wasn't good at all. So yeah. So I don't know, Mark, do we have time for one more? Oh, yeah, yeah. We have time. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> all right. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is connecting with one another. So when relationships are when you're talking about two people. So that's your, you and your mom, you and your best friend, you and your partner, you and your boss, you and your coworker. That is a dyad. That's two people relating, right? In every dyad, there is, there is a person who wants lots of connection and a person who wants independence and autonomy. That is in every relationship. So think back on a relationship you have, either with a partner, your sister, your mom. Think about who is the person who wants lots of connection, who wants to sit and watch TV with you, who calls you all day long or texts you all day long, wants to go to the movie with you, comes into your office. Who is that person or are you that person? So now you will find out if you are the person who wants more connection or you don't want to be bothered. You want your, your space. You want to watch a movie by yourself, right? So think of, like right now, you can think of your partner. You can think of someone you're in a relationship. Uh, you can think of a friend, right? So... Being connected or being autonomous, independent, they're neither good nor bad. It's just who you are with that person. The problem comes in is when the other person takes it personal. So you want your space. You want to watch football by yourself, but I want to connect. You don't want to connect, so you don't like me. No, it's not that I don't like you. I just like my space. So this is to help you not take it personal when someone is being who they are in your relationship. And the way you are with that person, you've probably been that way for as long as you've been in that relationship. Right? Think about your siblings. Do you have a sibling who likes, you know, family gatherings, who likes, you know, planning stuff, who likes going here, going there? And do you have a sibling who... You, it's hard to get them to, to come places or it's hard to get them to engage, right? So connecting or contacting is a way you are in a relationship with another person or autonomous and independent is the way you are with another person. So right now, think about your closest relationship, any close relationship. Who is the person who's more contacting or connecting? I, I want to share something. Um this is not a, a current relationship, but it was one in the past. Now, it, it was just the exact situation you were talking about. Uh, we both needed something different. Mm -hmm. um, when I would get off work, I needed that time to decompress. Mm -hmm. And that time for me looked like sitting down writing. So I would sit down, whether it was writing a poem, writing a short story. And when I write, it doesn't take me long. take me five minutes, ten minutes. But it created conflict because... Yeah. She was like, well, I want that to be my time. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. said, well, I understand, but I need this time because I just dealt with all this and now I just need a moment. 
And one of the solutions I, I did come up with, I said, how about this? When I'm doing X, Y, Z, well, let's be in the same space together. Yeah. And after I finish, we are still together, you know, because her thing was just watch TV. I can be in there and write and watch TV. But mm-hmm. what the way she saw it was that your pen and pad needs to be sitting down somewhere and not anywhere mm-hmm. visible and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did create, it created some issues, you mm-hmm. know, because um, I we both felt in our own right that you were wrong, you know. Um, I want your attention. I need my time, you know. Right, and, right. Um, and and that was just something in the past. Lo and behold, it didn't work out anyway, but blah, 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 blah. It's another story. But I, I do feel like a lot of relationships do come with that. And there are times where you really have to be intentional about, okay, I have my time, but this is what you need also. Mm-hmm. And let me, you know, can I get my five minutes and then you get your 10 minutes and 15 minutes, however many minutes, you know. And that's where that communication comes in. That's where communication comes in. Right. I need 20 minutes when I get home to write. And then after that, you and I can watch a movie together. And I think that we play, we can play both roles Mm -hmm. in different relationships. So at work, (laughs) I may be, you know, one way then at home with James, I may be, I'm the one that would want the attention at home, right. mm-hmm. but at work, I'm the independent person. Right. I'm the, so I think it depends on who the relationship is with that would determine which role. Absolutely. Play. Absolutely. Um, that's why I was saying it's in, in a two person diet, who mm-hmm. is the one, one who wants to connect and who's the other person. The other thing is you can be right in the middle. Mm-hmm. You could like some <laughs> connection. So. Is that you? Yes. That's I, I was saying it because you kept saying, you know, one or the other. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, man. no. You can be right I'm, in the middle. I'm a little bit of both. There's times when I want all kinds of connection. Right. And yep. then there's other times, like, I need my space. Yeah. So it just depends. And then it also, like, um, uh, Tammy? It was Tammy. Tanya. Tanya. I think. Uh, but uh, it depends on um, each individual. Like yep. there's some people it's like I'm more of the one who's trying to connect, and then in other situations I'm the one that's more of eh, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah. in my space. So. Or, or I'm more connecting with you, and I need my space with you. Right. I need to be more autonomous with you. Neither one is good or bad. I don't want you to say I'm more connecting, so I'm clingy, or right. I'm more right. autonomous, so I don't need anybody. It's that's right. not what it is. It's just who you are in that relationship. Yes. And you got to know when to take that time for for like today, Mm -hmm. before I even met with all of you, I needed that time for myself. That's why I said, let me write, let me do this. Let me get Mm -hmm. myself together. Good. I got my time in so I can be ready to interact with my crew here, you Mm -hmm. know? And and I think we have to be honest with ourselves, what we need for that moment. Um, In a different situation, I could have been like, Hey, I, I just need somebody to be around, you know, because we have those moments, you know, yep. where I want to be by myself or I need company. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be, as we always say, it doesn't have to be a romantic situation, just company to be around people. And sometimes, you know, those of us who work in the school system, we just want to be around adults, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it, it, it depends on what you need for that moment. Right. Mm-hmm. And you the know what? You, to communicate. You, right. you know what, though? Um, 
being um, as I've gotten older, you know, I have my, you know, you know, I tell people, I say, you have your, 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 your people you hang out, you have your church people, you have your work people, and then you have your ride and die friends, you know? <laughs> so with me, it's like I was in this, 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 uh, this text link. It was three of us. I thought you were going to say TikTok group. I was like, what? No, I don't do that. I'm just kidding. I was in this text link and, um, for like a year, a couple of years, right? And it seemed like every Friday, let's go out to eat. Let's go out to eat. Let's go. And I was like, I said, and so I finally told the girl, I said, yeah, I meant to tell you, I said, yeah, you can take me off that text link, you know, because I'm the type, you know, they said, oh, you, they call me a grandmother. He said, oh, you're such a granny. You don't want to do nothing. Isn't that? I said, honestly, I said, been there, done that. Been there, done that. I've, I've been there and I've done that. You know, and I said, it's not like, I said, it's not like I'm a granny. I said, sometimes I just like, well, especially when I'm teleworking. When I'm off work and I close that laptop, I go upstairs and read or I watch a good movie or I, I cook something, you know, this and that. I like to have time to myself. Now, I'm not a person who you know, we'll be alone all the time because I always can go over to my girlfriend house or she called me, you know, really what you're doing, whatever. But sometimes I just want to be by myself. Yeah. Me and God, that's it, you know? And just working around my house, doing things, whatever. But I'm not one who goes out like every weekend or every Friday, let's go out to eat, let's go out to eat. That's why I was like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> so I was like, I'm off that text. <laughs> you know, I think it's a good thing to, um, so for some people, to just, you know, be by yourself. I called the namaste. I said, Millie got a namaste, you know? Mm -hmm. yep. And I'm, I'm just like that sometimes, you know? I'm not, I mean, I am a fun person, but I don't want to go out and hang out every weekend, this and that, because I told myself I've been there, done that. Right. I've been there, done that. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So but that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Thank you. So we'll do a recap of, um, and ask, I'm going to ask each one of you from um, the beginning to like right now, as far as communication, relationship, connection, what is your takeaway? Um, what is your takeaway regarding relating to other people? My, my, my takeaway is... Uh... Listening to someone talk and take everything in for a long period of time is a very intentional process. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Anyone mine, else? Mine is the level of connectivity. Um, mine, you were talking about um, the friend and the level of connectivity. Like we've had, we've been friends for 25 plus years. And Stephanie is the person that it doesn't mean that she loves you any less. She's the independent friend. And I know she loves me. I know that. But she is the independent. Like, she can be in another room doing her own thing. But I'm there. And she's like, you're good? Okay, great. I'm reading my book. <laughs> but I know she loves me. It's cool. We're hanging out. It's like, <clears throat> but, yeah. So, yeah, that. We're good. And I'm like, oh, come here. We're close. And she's like, no, over there. Go to your corner. But that's just who I am. So level of connectivity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
that's and it varies per relationship from person to person. It's fine. So yeah, reminder. That was just really good. So yeah, thank you for the reminder. Anyone else? Awesome. For me, I think it's the direct impact because I, I do not like to argue at all. I don't. So I try to be very careful with my word selection. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when you're too careful with your word selection and you don't get to express, you know, your thoughts, then you end up angry because you're not articulating what it is that you really want to say. <laughs> And I want to add um, add to that. Um, you know, I, I think about relationships in general, um, and in particular, you know, those romantic relationships. You know, the communication and understanding is very important. Mm -hmm. And um, and I look at James and Tanya. You know, you give us hope too that for those of us who are single or those of us <laughs> who are divorced and all that, that you know, that love is there. And watching you two communicate and talk to each other and be intentional and in listening you know it's a reminder that's what we have to do you know we have to listen to each other we were fussing about the trash last night now be careful <laughs> hey but hey but james did you put the trash out no nah, she said uh could you get he the trash said, no 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 nah, she said, <laughs> oh, 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 oh here we go <laughs> yes. this question was, did you put the trash out you have to answer the question did you put the trash out? There we go. I, I think I did. I That's a but but no, but on the real, you know, when we have these relationships, you know, we have to talk to each other. I, and I think we don't do enough talking. We don't do enough, you know, yielding back at times too. Because you know, if you say something to me, I'm gonna pounce. Well, I got to say this. I got sometimes we got to yield back and listen to what the person is truly asking us, saying to us. Mm -hmm. and, and I think at times, you know, I can't speak for everybody else, but I'm guilty of that. That I hear you, but I'm not listening. Right. Sometimes I'm not listening because I'm tired, you know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, but we have to be intentional, um, especially if we really want our relationships to work um, and we want to them to last longer than, you know, the average Hollywood relationship. You know, we, want, <laughs> we want something to last for generations or as long as we're on this earth. Um, but um, yeah, just, I feel like that connection, the understanding, the intentionality of it all, that, that is so important. Um, well, for me, it's more, um, perception is not always reality in that a person's behavior doesn't necessarily mean that they don't, you know, whatever it is that you're perceiving in your head. So an example um, where we were talking about a person being someone that likes to connect and be around a person all the time and someone that likes to have their own time, you can perceive a person, like she said, you know, well, if you're around me all the time, you're needy. Or if you um, are not wanting to be connected, then that means you don't really like me or really care about me, you know, whatever. Um, but it's not always that. And again, tying back to the communication piece, it's about, okay, well, if you're bothered by that behavior, ask them directly, yep. you know, um, and, and say directly what how it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. um, but then even after you've done that, give them space to express why they did or why they do it and not be ready to pounce or be judgmental, you know, whatever, because sometimes it's who they are. 
You know, mm-hmm. again, if you say, well, how come, you know, uh, you come home and and instead of being with me, you want to write, you know, you want to sit there and, and, and write. Ain't, ain't that I'm supposed to be here for so you can talk to me and, and, and uh, you know, I'm supposed to be that person. But maybe that person just needs to be able to, you know, um, you know, pour it out that way first before they can go and make that connection, that one-on-one connection. So, um, so again, perception isn't always reality, um, and and being able to commute, I mean, communicate, um, is what I've I've gotten out of this. So, I want to add something real quick to the end of what Darius is saying. Um, and two, most times when we are getting to know people, we tell people who we are. You have to listen to that. Yep. Most times that we're getting to know people, I might say, hey, I love to draw, love to write. My painting is a hobby. You know, I'll spend mm-hmm. this much time doing X, Y, Z. And people tend to forget those things and say, well, I didn't know. I told you in the beginning. No, you have to remind people, this is what I do. If, like Darius, you go work out. I'm sure that's something that may come in the, uh, come up in the conversation. Hey, this is what I do on mm-hmm. Thursday night, said 8 o'clock, I'll go work out. And whomever you're involved with has to make sure they're listening to what you're saying. That's why listening is so important because you've yes. already already given that piece of information of this, what brings you happiness, joy, whatever, or helps you with your health or whatever for that moment. And, and I think we give those cues to people, but sometimes I can't say they're not listening. I'm going to say they forget and we have to remind them. Hey, Mark. Mark. Right. Uh-oh. I hear you, James. I said, oh, yeah, look, he, called, look, he called my name. Uh-oh. Look, for the last, <laughs> for, like, you know, about knowing who you are and things of that nature, like, case in point, like, for the last 25 years at 730, what happened? Jeopardy. 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 <laughs> it's it's <laughs> for the night. <laughs> Just like April and, uh, and Stephanie know each other. Yep. James and I know, and I, yeah, and I'm sorry, James, I interrupted your Jeopardy time. No, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> but I, you know, it'll be on Hulu somewhere, so you can check that out again. It goes back before I met you as well, but Mark and Sean. <laughs> I love Jeopardy, by the way. I love Jeopardy. Absolutely. Millie, you want to add something as we get ready to get yeah, to the end? I mean, I, I mean, listen to everyone. Um, a lot of good things. Um, Tanya said very Choose your words very carefully. Mm-hmm. And as I told Earl, as I told you earlier, you know, I have to be a better listener and stop interrupting people's conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing, if there's something I notice, if there's something that I disagree with, or you know, if my son says something that I don't just don't like, you know, like Darius just said, I don't want to pounce. You know, I gotta take a deep breath and then come with a calm calm attitude and you know just but that's you know that's 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 a work in progress with me that's a work in progress with me so i do appreciate you stephanie coming on and just giving us some ideas and you know just pulling it from everybody that had comments so i appreciate that but but you know and stephanie i do appreciate it too i i just want to admit you know like as much as i would think oh yeah i got it you know i know how to have the perfect relationship, and I, phew, I mess up all the time, you know. And messing up doesn't mean, oh, he's a cheater. Don't don't think like that. But messing up is not always being present, not always listening to the other person or giving them what they need. You know, there are times that I'm selfish. I'm like, no, I need this time. This is me, which is not always a bad thing because you have to take time for yourself. But, you know, I, I think 
it's also a learning process, you know, oh, yeah. in the relationship or getting mm -hmm. to know somebody, sustaining a relationship with somebody, even a friendship, you know, because mm -hmm. um, yep. let's be honest, and you know, I've lost some friendships over the years because we didn't always, I can't say see eye to eye, we just did not communicate. And then you find out 10 years mm -hmm. later, it was something minor that we never talked about. And then we're cool now, you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. So, Stephanie, anything else that you have? And then I'm going to jump into one thing before we wrap it up. Um, that was all I had as far as like relationships and communication. Um, I know you wanted to talk about like holiday stuff. Right, right. And I'm not going to stay, stay too long on it because uh, I'm going to address that again at another okay. um, event. I wanted us as this group, you know, we've been together for about a year. Give and take. There's some people that have come and gone, um, but we've been talking about relationships, and we know that this time of year is hard for a lot of people. Um, not just those who are single, those who are married, those who are some, you know, have people newly divorced, but it's hard for a different number of reasons. It's supposed to be the happiest time of year. Everybody's supposed to be jolly and cheerful and all this stuff, but people are going through things. And mm -hmm. I want I want us to go around and try to share something positive that our listeners can take with them, you know, as we go through the season. You know, if there's somebody from another country, maybe it's not it's not the holiday season for them. Right. It just could be their normal, you know, everyday life. But just something positive that they can take with them. That's always how I want to end uh, my discussions. And but here in the U.S., you know, and and in some other places, I just want us to really give people something that they can take with them to say, you know what, I'm going to get through this season. I'm going to be OK. You know, mm -hmm. I do feel love. You know, there's somebody out there who's going to love me the way I need to be loved. And it doesn't need to be romantic. Love is, you know, I'm just talking about in general. So who wants to start? I'll go last because I wrap things up that way. <laughs> Go ahead, I, think, I, I think for me, I have learned to choose to be happy mm. and not to allow my happiness to be dictated by somebody else's emotions. And when I start my day off positive, whether it's Christmas or any other time of the, the year, I've learned how to use self-affirmations and allow that to bring joy to everybody else. So when I think when you learn to love yourself, then it's easier to do. And then that's what becomes contagious. And that even in my, you know, the building at school, I tell the kids every day, I love you. If no one else has told you that they love you today, I love you. And the kids think it's corny. But I know they take it to heart. So I try to project what I want, but I don't get upset when I don't when it's not reciprocated. Absolutely. I like that. I like that. Anybody else want to jump in real quick? Uh, I'll just say that um, with me, uh, you know my background, Mark, so I'm just, uh, just be grateful, you know. Um, you know, a lot of people are probably going through things and, you know, it's financially, emotionally, what have you. But always keep in mind, no matter what uh, issues I may be having at that particular time, I'm grateful because I know that 
I'm constantly reminded, especially with some of the things my students go through, that no matter how uh, rough or I think I have, I'm grateful because it could be a lot worse. So just remaining grateful. Right, um, absolutely. Yes. Millicent Darius. Yeah. I, I just want to say something real quick. Um, yeah, I was going through some because you asked the numbers. You asked us how do we feel one through ten. Mm -hmm. Now I said a four. So, you know, I, you know, like Mark said, you know, people going through stuff. I just lost a cousin, 54 years old. She was like a best friend. She was like a sister, my best friend. Mm -hmm. Talking to her one Monday, and then I said, I love you. I'll call you tomorrow. And come to find out she was on life support, and that was it. Wow. So a week before Thanksgiving was her service. And when I spoke about her, <clears throat> one thing I loved about her is that she lived her life unapologetically. And her peace was non-negotiable. <laughs> That's what I loved about her. I took what she had and I'm, she always said, Millie, you got to live. We are only here temper. She said, you have to live your life. And with that happening, my brother also went through a medical. So it's like, honestly, I felt like I was hit with two storms. But because I know I was covered by God, I know he had me covered. My brother went through a medical uh, issue. And you know now I'm just seeing that he's okay. And one thing I come to realize with all of this, when you think you're at the bottom, there's always a light right there. There's always a light always a light. And this is the one sibling. I told you guys before, I grew up with four brothers. I didn't have any sisters. This was the one sibling. Me and him was like, for years, even last year, me and him always, we always butt heads. But because he went through something and I knew that my mother was gone and I knew that I had to see that he was right. I had to make sure he was taken care of. You know, even today, I just left him at the rehab today. And I said, I'll see you tomorrow. I love you this and that. Um, I knew that life, I know that life is not perfect, but while you're here, you make the best of it, make the best of your relationships, whether it's with, you know, your, your husband, your, your coworkers, people in the church, make the best of it every day. Cause I, you know, he gave me another chance. I, I woke up this morning and that's a good thing, but some people didn't, right? So I made the best I could today you know, and, and ending it with this uh, a wonderful group of people. So, you know, I just, there's always, there, there's light in the darkness. There's light in the darkness. And I'm not trying to get, you know, spiritual, but there is, there's light in the darkness. You just got to look for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Look for it. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so, well, for me, this is probably going to be the first Christmas where I may actually be spending it without my family. Um, you know, my, my kids are in college now, the young adults, they're adulting, right? And my um, ex-wife is, she's wanting to go to her parents and, you know, for, for, the, for the holidays and she may, and if she does, I'm pretty sure the kids are gonna go with her. Um, which is fine. Like, I don't have a problem with or anything like that. I, I want them to. But it'll be the first time that I'll actually be without them. And I'm the kind of person, um, 
I've always liked the holidays. It's always been something that I really liked. Um, and I know it sounds sappy, but I'm like one of those holiday romantic people. Like I like the whole thing. We got the family and everybody's wearing matching pajamas and ugly <laughs> sweaters and stuff. I like all of that stuff. So with that said, it's like, wow, this is going to be the first Christmas I may actually be alone. And it kind of made me feel a little, you know, um, melancholy. But then I started thinking, it's like, you know what, but it's just one day. It's just a day, you know. Um, it, you can make things to be worse than they are in your head, you know. Um, and so I, I really just want to say, you know, to, to anybody that's feeling that way to, you know, know that it's just a day. Uh, there are many other people that are in the same situation. You're not alone. In 24 hours, it's the next day. It's the 26th. It's the 27th. Um, it, it'll pass. And so that's the way I look at it. I mean, I'm pretty sure that I may be able to find some friends to do something with whatever. But even if I don't, you know, again, it's just the day. Um, so, yeah, that, that's all I have to say for that. Thank you, Darius. Stephanie, you want to share something? Yeah, and along those lines, um, being being present, like we talk about mindfulness and being in the present moment, a, a piece of uh, mindfulness that people forget is without judgment. So looking, looking at the past, thinking about past Christmases, and I used to be in a relationship, I used to be, you know, in Maryland or whatever, that's in the past, can't change mm-hmm. it. It can make you sad going backwards, right? When you look at the past, it makes you sad. When you look ahead, you worry. Am I going to pay my bills? Uh, Is someone going to love me? Uh, Am I going to get this job? And so you become anxious. Looking in the past can be uh, sad and depressed. Can't change it. Going forward, can't control it. You can't control anything. So being in the present moment, like Derry said, like today is December the 25th. Um, yeah, I might be alone. I might be lonely, but no judgment. Like, don't, don't beat yourself up for your emotions. Right. I, I am alone. Like nobody's here. I'm alone. And at the same time, tomorrow's a new day. Absolutely. So just, just stay present in the moment and enjoy what's in the moment with you. Absolutely. April, you want to share any words of encouragement for our listeners? Like as we go through this holiday season. Oh, wow. Um, I'm sorry. I had to jump off because, you know, that was somebody reaching out. I, I was Not a problem. That. Not a problem. Um, check on your friends. That's always my check on your friends and just check on people. Kindness never hurts. That's always my thing. Like just say a kind word to someone never hurts. Hey, how are you? You you do. And actually listen for people to respond because I don't think people actually listen for people to respond. Like, Hey, how are you? Okay, good. No. Hey, how are you? And wait a beat to see if people are going to respond. So yeah, this kindness never hurts, especially around this time. This is the time where people are um, just not well, you know, social media and people like posting things and really everybody's together and people are assuming that everybody has somebody. Not everybody has somebody. 
absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, I'm thinking about something too, you know, as we are going through this holiday season, you know, um, just with a lot of friends and even as Millie said, you know, people have lost people, Yeah. you know, and as we are celebrating and being happy, we got to remember that there are some people out there grieving. Yes. And as they're grieving, it looks different for every person. And the reason why I'm saying that, because I'm actually going to have another podcast to focus on what grief looks like, the different stages. Um, And I have a mental health therapist that's coming on. Um, And the focus really is on men. And because a lot of times men can grieve, we can be happy, we can go to work, we can crack jokes, but deep down inside we are hurting and nobody sees that, you know, and sometimes it's hard for us to say, especially on social media, hey, guys, I'm going through this. Reach out to me. Sometimes we want people to acknowledge it or notice it. And people don't always do that because mm-hmm. they see you smiling. They see you happy. They see you going on with your normal life, you know, because you still have to live even though you're going through these challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will air shortly after this podcast airs. Um, same day. But. What I wanted to say as I wrap things up um, for our listeners, Millie, you mentioned something about the light is always shining to that, something to that nature. And I think about that because a lot of times we think just because it's dark outside, there's no sunshine. Mm-hmm. We may not see it right now because it's shining somewhere else. But eventually it will come back around. That sun never stops shining, mm-hmm. you know. Even when you got your eyes closed, you're laying in bed, the sun, the sun is still shining somewhere out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and we always have to remember that we're going to go through some challenges. We're going to go through some things, but it doesn't mean it's all bad. You know, um, sometimes it is to teach you. I hate to say teach you a lesson, but there are lessons from everything we go through, something to learn and something to process how we get through it. And the thing is for our community and, and right now I'm speaking not just to the vitiligo community, not just to this group, but worldwide, you don't have to go through things by yourself. You know, reach out to people. And sometimes pride doesn't allow us to do that. Pride mm-hmm. keeps us from reaching out to say, hey, I just need company. I just need to talk. I just need to walk. I just need to hear somebody else's voice. You know, do that. This time of year can be rough for people. Do that. Reach out. You know, tell people what you need. Communicate. That's what we've been talking about communication tell them what you need you know and and um and for the vitiligo community i'm going to say this we've been talking a lot about love vitiligo is not contagious but love is that's one of my phrases i've used i have it on a shirt because people need to realize you know just because we have a condition it's not contagious but love how you spread love loving each other Loving your friends, family members, and this is I'm about to wrap things up. Loving your enemy, but looking in that mirror, loving yourself too. That's contagious. When people see that you love you, they want to love you too. Oh man, that person, you know, they, they got a little walk about them, you know. They notice, they pay attention to that. So love on yourself. That might mean treating yourself out to a dinner. It's okay. Treating yourself to a movie, wear your mask because people are getting sick now. But treating yourself out, taking care of yourself, you know, that's love. And when p- other people see that you're loving you, they want to love you too. 
So for our listeners, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. I want to say thank you to my panel, to James and Tanya, to Millicent, to Darius, Stephanie, thank you for your presentation, for April, for being here. I know you had to take care of something, but you came right back. So thank you guys for being here. I really appreciate it. And I want to tell you guys, I love you too. We've all been together through this, you know, for quite a few times. And we're going to do it again for 2023. Stay tuned. You have been listening to Living Life and Love with your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. BitFriends Podcast can be listened to on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Facebook. Once again, BitFriends Podcasts are sponsored by my Vitiligo team.